0: is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. This is Roger Stone. This has been The Roger Stone Show. Stay tuned to WABC. I am honored to be on a station with people like Larry Kudlow, uh, the greatest mayor in New York City history, Rudy Giuliani, my old friend Cindy Adams, as well as the great Sid Rosenberg. Oh, my God, they're showing this story now about these uh, four kids. I'm sorry. The mom was dying. She told the kids, go, and you'll see what your father is made of, and she died seconds later, and these four kids survived in the Amazon. This is an unbelievable story. The mother, after the plane crash, telling the kids, go, see what your dad is made of, and she died, and they survived. It's my friend Roger Stone who does a show on this station. I'm so happy for him, 3 o'clock every Saturday. And uh, he had uh, Donald Trump on this weekend. So Roger Stone kicking some major ass. And uh, he did the right thing. He kissed the ring at the end of his show this weekend. So uh, Curtis Slewa who does a tremendous job, noon to one, every weekday afternoon, all weekend long here. Your ears must have been ringing because Saturday, uh, maybe it was Sunday, Sunday. So we drive a lot now from lower Manhattan to the house in Bell Harbor. We should be moving home Wednesday or Thursday of this week. In fact, I'm going there again today. And I always tell Danielle, don't put the news on. Yes. Because I work in news five days a week. I don't want to hear about it. Right. It's so depressing. It is. And she still puts on ten, ten wins every time, you know. So in the car yesterday for about 30 minutes, it was rape after murder, after kill after murder. But specifically, and here's where you must have been uh, hearing us because we mentioned you about 10 times. Another brutal weekend on the subways. Yes. Three major attacks on Saturday, one rape, uh, one uh, where, the, where the guy actually held the door for the lady. She thanked him, and then he slashed her. There were <laughs> two slashings. So when you say to me, Sid, when people tell you the crime is down and the subway is a safe place to travel, trust me, I'm on it every day. That's not the case. Boy, Will you write this weekend. And uh, you should tell your very dear friend, Arthur Idala, remember, who came on and said, oh, it's so much better in the subway. I ride the subway's every day. Get out of here. <laughs> Stick to the law, pal. You know <laughs> nothing about the subway. Look, Sid, all you had to do was listen to my husband-in-law, David Patterson, doom and gloom as he gave his interview with uh, John Katsimatidis, f- front-page story of the New York Post. Things are really bad in New York City. is this Saturday? Uh, no, on oh, Sunday yesterday. morning. Right, right, 8 right, to right. 10, right away. It was a bulletin up there. Things are really bad. Nobody supported Eric Adams more than David Patterson. I mean, he had both his lips on his left hookers. You had them on <laughs> his right hookers. Right. And he is just about ready to throw the mayor under the bus. Is that right? You know, on Sunday in the Daily News, you remember Richard Johnson. Of course. Great. Page Great. six. I mean, this was the guy who knew where everybody's bones were buried. He did a piece about Eric Adams. He's staying up till three thirty in the morning, jumping from nightclub to nightclub. He named all the nightclubs. Sid, you got to talk to your friend. Well, is he still because I know that was a big deal when he first took office. No. he's still doing he it. He outlines all the nightclubs, all the people who was hanging out with. You cannot be up to three thirty in the morning. And then get up in the morning, which he does. He's not like a de Blasio, you know. He mails it in. And to be able to function. You just can't. He's got to stop this nightclub routine. He's out there every night. Richard Johnson had the timeline. And you know some Eric Adams is proud of it. That's his proudest accomplishment. The city is a disaster. You listen to David Patterson. Number one supporter of Eric Adams, Right. And he's saying, "Boy, this city and the real estate and everything's going and it's collapsing." And I say to myself, "Yeah, now you're Boy, listening." You're, to you're saying and, everything is collapsing, and I do listen to you. You know, I, I you're on the show five days a week because I think the world of you. What do you do? But I've got a friend named Corey Zelnick. Uh, he's your friend too. He's in commercial real estate. Listens to this show every day. About the sweetest person you'll ever meet. He's renting out his spaces. Then we bring in Suzanne Miller. She does her work on the the residential side. She's saying almost every apartment is renting here in Manhattan. Are they both lying? Why would they lie? You really think they're going to come on and say things are a disaster? Come on. Well, no. They're business. I know, because I say to Corey, I go, Corey, when I go to the Upper West Side about once a month to do my hair and my back and all that, every other store is for sale or for rent, I should say. And if they weren't weed shops, illegal weed shops, there'd be even more. You go right down the block from us, there are four hotels empty. And the Adams administration is looking uh, at that to house his friends, the illegal aliens. I, 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 Tell I, 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 Corey Zelnick, come to Curtis Sleewa. I will. I'm your Papa Chulo. I'm going to bring I them in. I know where all the bones are, Perry. I'm going to bring him in to talk to you live in studio. But for example, I've been staying at the, uh, the Gateway buildings. There's four huge ones in Battery Park. I'm going home Wednesday, thank God. But those are huge buildings. Curtis, every apartment is rented. That is not a reflection of the health of the city. It's not. Okay. In any way, shape. Look at the police commissioner. You wouldn't listen to me about the police commissioner. I like her. Yeah, you can like her. Okay. I told you she was on the shelf. She was a placebo police commissioner. Big article in the New York Post. They won't even allow her to take a detective and to give a detective a promotion. Everything has to go through Eric Adams, a.k.a. Phil Banks, a crook, a deputy mayor who is an unindicted co-conspirator who became a confidential informant in order to avoid going to jail. Now, what does Keyshawn well do? She only gets to meet with Phil Banks on Sundays, and I hope it's in the pew of a church and in, not in a no <laughs> hotel, hotel holiday in a Well, just spreads. a couple of weeks ago, she it seems like she was the one who was cropping the hammer on Jeff Madry. Yes. One of the highest rated police officers in the city. That's the blue. Let me tell you a little bit about Jeffrey Madry. I know Jeffrey Madry. Of course you do. We were talking Howard Beach. Let's look over at Lindenwood and Ozone Park. Lindenwood is where the diner is, where they did all those scenes in Goodfellas. Yes, right. So all of a sudden, he's on a little hilltop in the park in Ozone Park. And his gumada, who happened to be... His female driver in the NYPD had a gun to his head because he wouldn't leave his wife. He had promised i going to leave my wife. This all, this T- all fact. This is talking about good brothers, this is like straight from the this movie. This all fact. Karen, put the gun down, Karen. Right, so all the cops come running over from the precinct, their guns drawn. And Jeffrey Madri, I think he was head of the 7-5 precinct at the time, or 7-3 in Brownsville, says, I got it, guys. I got is it. Is this a story that's been documented? That's been been, been in the papers. Okay, this yeah. woman is suing us, the taxpayers, for millions and millions of dollars. And who does Eric Adams elevate to the top uniform position in the NYPD? His very dear friend Jeffrey Maggi. Who now is up on charges because he walked into the 7-3 precinct. His former colleague had a, uh, took out a gun. They arrested him and he said, negate that. Negate that. And naturally, Keechan Suwell said, you can't do that. We gotta, we gotta put him up on charges. So she was doing her job in this case. She did a good job, yep. what you're saying. Okay. Nothing goes through her now. All she does is show up at parades and wave. Doesn't have any meetings with the deputy chief, chief, and I told you all this you months did. ago. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But I did see her twice. Oh, now that you mention it, in the pur- they were both ceremonies. No, they were down by the uh, the NYPD memorial wall and, and the number two guy is always with her a guy named kaban yes he's, he's made his bones i've met him both times down by the memorial wall yes. one time was to unveil the 77 new names and a month later tom Biggers, he runs that 5k run every year she made speeches at both but See, you're right it was a run do wall. let her do anything but why not because she's a placebo police commissioner She's the eye candy of having a female. Remember what Eric Adams said. I'm going to have a female police commissioner, and she's going to be black. How the hell do you make a statement like that? He didn't say police commissioner. He said all of my folks are going to be females. The most important one is the police commissioner. You you see, you would think that he would let her do more stuff, and I mean this, even though she's a great lady and I love her, because things are not going great in the city, and he can blame somebody else. Now, but, but people in the know know that he's really the one that's kind of pulling the strings. Look, and you better put the pressure on your very dear friend, Pete King, right, who is an Eric Adams Republican. He sees no fault in him. And he's always saying, oh, Keyshawn Sewell, the best. She was the head of detectives in Nassau County. She was not ready for prime time. Everybody knows that. The only reason she became police commissioner is she was black and a woman. Now. Peter King keeps talking about what a great job she's doing. Hey, Peter King, when you're out with your drinking buddies, all the cops, don't you ask them why they don't let her do anything? Are you oblivious to this? Is everybody so blind that they don't see what's going on in their city that their top uniform cop... Jeffrey Madry is going to cost us millions and millions of dollars in this lawsuit with his Gumare who used to be his driver in the NYPD. So you say that, as much as you like Keisha, and I do too, that she wasn't ready for the job. Not ready for prime okay, time. Okay, then you go back to the mayor before Eric was, of course, Bill. And he had people like Shea. Oh, what a what a lap dog. Right? Okay, that's my point. He has people like Jimmy O'Neill. Oh, horrible. Although right. I met him as a transit cop years right. ago so, in Flatbush. So you're telling me... That in the great city, with all these mayors and all these great cops, that you got to go back to Bill Bratton to find a decent police commissioner? Ray Kelly. Oh, Ray Kelly, right. Twelve years. Right, Right, of course. The very best. Now, let me me just do a pivot and shift on you, as your friend Eric Adams likes to say. You talk about Roger Stone. You know how much you have in common with Roger Stone. First of all, if you didn't play the cut, Justin... He asked the former president, Donald Trump, about UFOs. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Why? Why? Because at Inter- every president has always promised to release the files on the UFOs. It's It's stupid. They make Frank Milano talk about that. I never played that No, no, just one question. Yes. Okay, so what so it wasn't Why? all the same typical question. No. Number two, he is a fashionista like you, extraordinary. Yes, he is. You, Eric Adams, and... Uh, uh, Roger Stone. In fact, he's become the Earl Blackwell of our time. He puts out a list, which now you're guaranteed to be on the list next year. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. He was also and probably still is a swinger extraordinaire. Don't say that. Fort Lauderdale, he got cold busted He was actually advertising swinger clubs, and he got bumped, I think, oh my from Push 41's him. campaign. Now, you know that, and now I love him even more, that... um you know the Panisse couple, Claire and uh, her husband, and uh, they own La Mer. Remember oh, La Mer, the catering oh, place in Brooklyn? Yes. So oh. he died, and uh, Claire went down to South Florida. And I believe she was the one, Claire Panisse, may still be alive, I'm not sure who reopened, it used to be called Plato's Retreat yes. here in New York. Oh, forget which, it. And they, they would have supervisors walk around to make sure you had your condom on, your right. jimmy cap. Exactly. So she opened Plato's Repeat yes. down in South Florida. So you're telling me Roger Stone was probably a frequent visitor of that Biggest club. swinger <laughs> ever. Really? Lost his position because it was published. He couldn't deny it and yet every Republican knows this guy's the political hitman. In fact, they interviewed me extensively for the Netflix documentary that was so well-received called Get Me, Roger Stone, and I was telling the, the audience where all of his political bones are buried. He was the campaign manager for Outslim Slim Shady Charlton's presidential campaign, 2004. Wait a second, the Stone? Only, yes, the only reason was to disrupt the many Democrats who were running. The disruptor, and Sharpton took the money and disrupted it. And I know exactly how that happened. Roger Stone was a white boy in 2004 living in Harlem, and nobody wanted to acknowledge that. I talked about it, and you know who left me on the cutting room floor of the Netflix documentary? Your very dear friend, Frank Morano. No, he didn't. Yes, who was part of the team that made that documentary. But wait a second. Uh, I was told last week... That Frank Morano, if the Bo Deedle, uh, has, he's, he's admitted, I'm okay with him now, that Frank Morano is part of the quote unquote family. Seems like right now you're kind of going back on that just a little. Well, he, he left me on the cutting room floor because I said that Roger Stone, who has a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back. That I know. Is a political hitman. He is the most vicious political hitman. Let me tell you another story about Roger Stone. Is Frank Morano still in the family, though? Oh, completely with uh, Roger okay. Stone. I don't know about us. You know, him; he <laughs> vacillates. <laughs> right. But Frank Marano, I think it was Joe Borelli, I think it was uh, Nicole Malia Takis, a whole group of Republicans went up to the Trump Tower to try to convince the Donald and his family that he should run against Andrew evilized Cuomo. And they were making a compelling reason. Uh, we can raise a lot of money. And you know, Roger Stone interjected. He is the rasputin of politics. Donald Trump knows that Roger Stone knows everything. In fact, Roger Stone was the first to say that Donald Trump should run for the presidency. He said, to, Donald, you want to run for governor. You're the president. You're the future president of the United States. And there was Frank Marano and the rest of them with their tails between their legs. And the Donald looked at all of them and said, yeah, I'll get back to you. And never did, because he listens to Roger Stone. You see, I know where everyone's political bones are buried and who buried them. God, you do. And I am telling you, that was a great 40-minute interview with President Donald Trump yesterday. And... You know me. I'm the never-Trumper. They call me a rhino. Republican in name only. They disparage me. What's happening to Donald Trump is a disgrace. Thank you. Three indictments. Thank you. And then all of your friends, right? Oh, this is a serious indictment, a serious indictment. What are you talking about? It's papers that all these presidents have had. Thank you. Bill Clinton had the Goumanis... And the papers, right? And they did nothing to him. They did absolutely nothing. So what is this? Oh, it's a serious indictment. Because that's what lawyers do. They worship the altar in federal court. Well, let me tell you, I was in federal court against John Gotti Jr. four times. I know it's not what they claim it to be. Oh, you can't fool around in federal court. Oh, it's not like state court or civil courts. Let me tell you, it's populated by liars for hire who could just as easily be prosecutors for the federal government, but they make more money as defense attorneys. You're hearing it from me, the never-trumper, the one that the Republicans call a rhino, Republican in name only. This is a double yeah. This is a shanda. And stop this nonsense about how great the federal court system is. And I went through it four times against John Gotti Jr. And Joe Muri defended the guy who shot me five times with hollow point bullets. Tell him now that he's out of jail. Put a fortune off ankle bracelet on him. Because he probably was some guy's tag in the joint. Ufa or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O, law.com. Gabo law dot com. Gabo where winning is no accident.